Are you an entrepreneur just getting started in creating video content for your business? Or have you been creating it for a while and it's just not hitting the way that you want it to? Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast. My name is Diana Gladney, and I'm going to help you with the tips and the strategies to amplify your business and your brand using video. So if that's something that you're into, let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast with your hostess, the mostess, Diana Gladney. I'm super pumped and excited to be bringing you today's episode, which is brought to you by the Video Content Masterclass. You go to videocontentmasterclass.com for access to um, just the, well, one, it's going to be the wait list for right now. We did go ahead and um, push the date back for this. So this is going to be on the March 15th date um, that we will actually have it open and available for purchase. And then we'll actually start on March 29th um, for being able to go through the course and things like that for you. So if you want to get access to the wait list, and we'll send these details out um, for the masterclass and as they're following through for March the 15th is when it's going to become available. And then we start on March 29th. So just so you guys have that. But this episode, again, brought to you by the video content masterclass. I'm super pumped to dive into today's episode about making video content creation easy when you are busy. There is not a single entrepreneur that's just really chilling and hanging out. It has nothing to do. There's not a single mom in the world that's just chilling, hanging out and has absolutely nothing to do. However, what happens is when people are looking at their life and if they are not going based off of a calendar system or something they're about, then what happens is they are constantly caught up in the I'm busy the fact that we're all busy, we all have situations where family is not even like, I don't want to say an issue. It's a factor. Whatever your primary source of work is, that's a factor. Whatever it is that you're doing for your personal self. So your private times, if you just want to watch a movie and hang out or whatever it is your favorite pastime is, or like for me, it's for reading um, or listening to podcasts and things like that whatever grinds your gears in a good way, we have time allocated for every little thing in every area in our life already. So when you tack on now, you're going to have to live stream for your business. And now you're going to have to do video creation for the business. Now it starts to be super weighted when you think about it even more. But the point of today's podcast, and we're going to go through some tips and strategies specifically on how to do that, on how to uh, kick that off. Um, we're going to make sure that you walk away with being able to know what it is that you should be doing, know what it is that, uh, you know, how it's going to fit in your schedule and all the different things in the nitty gritty. So let's go ahead and jump right into that. So here's the thing is that the way that we are dealing with our energy matters, meaning if you are not if you are not taken into an account of the energy expenditures that you're dealing with, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be stressed out. If you're not thinking about what it takes for you to run on a day-to-day basis, not run ragged, but really run on a day-to-day basis, you're going to be exhausted. So the first thing that we have to do is be able to manage not just like our time uh, and properly allocate that, but man- manage our energy. So 
I love this book that my aunt gave me. It's called The Energy Bus. It's by uh, an author named John Gordon, J-O-N, G-O-R-D-O-N. He makes these really, really easy to read books that are kind of like parables. So they're in story form. So it's not hard for you to go through it. Even if you're not a reader, these are very easy reads, reads that you can go through in a day or at least in two to three days, depending on your reading speeds or, you know, how much time you have set it set aside. But in this book called The Energy Bus, the story starts off with this guy who, you know, it's like it's the it's the normal, almost honestly, the American story for the average Joe Schmo, the, the person that's working, you're exhausted, you got family and all kinds of things are hitting you and you just are drained every which way you can turn. So let alone when something happens, like a car breaks down or what have you, now you're even more frustrated. Now you're even more exhausted. And so John now has to go instead of having access to his car. He has to. Well, I'm saying John. I don't even remember the character's name, but we'll call him that for the sake of this episode. He has to go and um, catch a bus. You know, public transit, if you've ever ridden it, even like when you were like 16, 17, it sucks. I don't think it's ever gotten better (laughs) in regards to that experience. But the thing is, it's like so he gets on this bus and there's a whole other different vibe of what's going on on this bus. And the, the point of the book, The Energy Bus, is like this character who's super exhausted. Everything is wrong. His team at work sucks. They don't listen to him. They they aren't following. You got some people that are good and some people that aren't. And just overall for him, life sucks. But this driver of the bus and everybody, all these different characters on the bus go through and help him to realize how he can begin to really change his life, uh, be able to work better with his team and all the things in between by simply changing his mindset. But it's not that easy for him. And again, this is a very easy uh, read. It's called The Energy Bus by John Gordon. So I highly recommend you check it out. But I wanted to pull uh, a couple things because this book is called 10 Rules to Fuel Fuel Your Life, Work and Team with Positive Energy. How you approach a thing, how your intent is when you're entering into a situation, even when that comes to your content creation, is going to dictate what you see. Either you're going to see obstacles first or you're going to see opportunities first. So the way that you think about things, your perception and your perspective is going to dictate what you see. Because that is the issue for a lot of people when they think about how they're allocating their time and their energy, they don't see opportunities. They only see the obstacles. So in this book, they said, like I said, break down the 10 rules. So the first rule is this. I want to give you some snippets out of here that will help you. The first rule is this rule. Number one, you're the driver of your bus. And what that breaks down into is that you're in control. You're in control of the things that you can control. You can control the way that you feel. You can control the way that you think. You can control your perspective in regards to different situations. You can control how you respond to people. You can decide if you're going to be proactive or reactive in situations. And so in this story, in this book, that is that character's problem. It's not so much so that things aren't actually happening, like the numbers aren't actually down at the office, like this person, uh, these two employees actually aren't, you know, having spats back and forth. It's not that any of those things aren't happening and just to pretend everything is fantastic, but to be able to have a different approach and know I can cause a change in this situation if I simply take on uh, the ownership of the situation, saying that things are happening to you 
versus acknowledging of what you can do in a situation for a situation and how things are happening for you absolutely matter. So the first rule in this book that this driver gave in helping this character shift his mindset is understanding that you are the driver of your bus. You're in control so much so that she goes on to give him a poem, which I'm going to read, which even in the book outlined is said to like, oh, you know, don't trip off of this again. It's in a parable. So it's a story format. They never kind of come out of that to you know, give you a tip or if as if it's example, it's read just like a, a story. And so what happens is uh, she gives him this this. Uh, well, it's a bunch of characters uh, that are on the bus that contribute to the story. But they give him this poem and they tell him to read this aloud. And if you remember for the previous episodes that I talked about, about dealing with imposter syndrome and five cures for that, I talked about verbal affirmations. And so the point in this part of the story is making sure that he's actually speaking and saying what matters. He's actually speaking and saying certain things out loud. And so she makes him recite this poem, which I'm going to do right now. I'm going to put on my best voice. Okay. As if I am the great, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to stick to my voice, but (laughs) I definitely could, but I'm not going to. Uh, But Here's the poem. It says, this is your energy bus. You're the driver. Did you know you can take your bus anywhere you want to go? Say yes three times with me. Yes, yes, yes. You can take it to the movies, the beach or the North Pole. You can say where you want to go and believe that it will be so. Because every journey and ride begins with uh, a desire to go somewhere and do something. And if you have a desire, then you also have the power to make it happen. And so it's a very, like I said, very simple poem that she makes him read aloud that in the story comes from a children's book. But it's understanding that when you're the driver of the bus, you're in control. So even though you may have a packed schedule already, even though you may have factors that pop up like this character did, where all of a sudden now you go from being able to drive and complaining about traffic to now you have a whole other complaint in regards that you have to catch this bus versus saying what's possible. And we're definitely going to get into some tips where we have to cover the mindset shift that has to take place in order for that to happen. Otherwise, the excuses will always supersede the opportunities. And so. They also give three things that for them to write down, I would encourage you if you have pen and paper handy, if you're listening back to this on a replay, definitely be sure to go through these exercises. And the first one is to write down and fill in the blank for these. My vision for my life, including my health is fill in the blank. My vision for my life, including my health is, and then you fill in the blank. Number two, my vision for my work career, job, and team is fill in the blank. Number three, my vision for my relationship and family is fill in the blank. The reason why this is important when you're thinking through your content creation strategy for what you need to do or what you can do when you're already busy is because if you don't have a vision for what things are supposed to look like or what you're reaching to achieve towards, nothing else will matter. If you don't have a clear picture of where you're going, everything is a yes. And that's very dangerous. And a lot of people don't think of yes as being as a danger zone, but it absolutely is, especially when it comes to your time. And it's not like you're 
taking on too many commitments and things like that. But it's honestly simply because all distractions are equal. A distraction doesn't necessarily mean that something is a negative. A distraction means that it's distracting you from where you're supposed to be going. And that can be a good thing or a bad thing. Bad friends are a distraction. Bad relationships are a distraction. It could be a great relationship and it still be a distraction because you have to properly allocate your time. A great job still can be a distraction or a great time out with friends where you're doing great, wholesome things still can be a distraction. So when it comes down to a vision that you're supposed to have, when you write that out, now you can say, what is the picture of what you're trying to achieve when it comes to your family or when it comes to your health? I recently bought an Apple watch and I just used the regular timepiece for forever. Um, and it just, you know, it works. It told the time and that's all that it was. However, I made the investment because I wanted to make an investment in my health and being able to track my daily progress and have something to push towards because I'm very much so achievement focused. And so in being able to do that, now I can see every moment or get a little buzz on my wrist to say, hey, stand up. It's been about an hour. You've been, you know, head focused and even just to walk away and get time off the screen helps me a lot. And I've been able to really, really, really get a lot of stress off my plate, um, just microaggressions, if you will, just simply by doing that. And having something to say, oh, I can go for a quick little walk right now. Or let me just pace around the house a couple times because, you know, you know, it is about one degree, zero degrees outside. <laughs> it was a little bit warmer, quote unquote, warmer at nine degrees today. But when I have a vision for what it is that I'm going to do now, I can say this makes sense or it doesn't make sense. So I made this investment into this Apple Watch and it's been helping me with the efficiencies by kind of having like a little phone on my wrist. Whereas if when I put my phone down on certain things, it's like uh, getting a reminder, being able to take a call real quick on my on my watch, being able to, you know, uh, see what's my next meeting that's coming up and on the schedule that I need to, you know, stay committed to. So all distractions are equal when you're looking at your time and when you have a vision for what it is that you want with your family, what it is that you want for your work, what it is that you want for your health, what it is that you want for your business. And I'm going to add a fourth thing on here to say my vision for my content and channel is fill in the blank. Because when you don't have a vision and you're just doing stuff, you just feel all over the place. And I'm here to tell you that's because you're all over the place. So if you're feeling like you're all over the place, chances are you probably are. So when you have these things written down and you fill in the blank, now you can start to say what yeses do I need to say yes to and what things that I otherwise maybe would have said yes because it's cool and it's fine that actually now need to be a no. And no is a very positive affirmation that you need to start using probably more than you have been. I never feel bad about saying no, simply because it's a good thing. Most people are busy, not because they really have a whole, whole bunch of stuff that is just misallocation of the time and the energy. So I wanted to spend a, a good chunk of time here specifically on this. And this is just rule number one in this simple, easy book to read. But when you break that down and you reapply that to your content marketing strategy, it begins to make sense and you can start to work through. And so this part two that we're about to dive into will begin to make more sense. In this book, The Energy Bus as well, talks about rule number two, which is this desire, vision and focus move your bus in the right direction. 
You cannot go in the right direction if you don't have a destination. If your bus, you, you're the engine of your life. If you don't have a clear destination of where you are going, anywhere is acceptable. You can hang out at any length of time, but we can't have more strategic approaches to how we, you know, go out of town for a trip to hang out than we do for our work and the things that we're saying are are the most important things to us to be able to impact the most important people to us, our families. So when you think about your content, it has to be bigger than just a video. More has to ride on that. So if you have a GPS like destination of stuff, then you can say, no, we're not taking a left turn. No, we're not getting off at every exit. No, we're not getting off to visit every little thing. So again, now you see how in the relationship of your schedule and how you're going to plan things out, things can start to make a whole lot more sense. Now, let's go into this part two. Let's go into some simple strategies when it comes to your content. But like I said, I wanted to take some dedicated time to go around that when it comes your um, content, not your content, but your energy before you get to the content. Cause otherwise it won't matter. So once you've managed your, managed your time and your energy, now you can allocate, you know, a dedicated time for your video content. So let's break this down into some simple, cat- simple categories that are easy to digest and easy to lay out for you. And when you're thinking about now, you can say yes to the things and say no to the things that you should, you can start to see where you will have some gaps in your schedule time that you are just being able to see. I have a 15 minute window here, or I have a five minute buffer in between here and this and that and what have you. So if you aren't using like a Google calendar and having that synced with zoom and all this other stuff, I highly recommend that you do so. Because now you need to look for those time gaps and look for those of that your availability and see where that is. So the categories are just three simple ones, which is number one, your ideas or your idea bank, because we now need to start putting stuff in in the right order. So just being able to capture your ideas is extremely vital. So maybe you have the voice recorder app on your phone. So when you're driving or you're on the go and you get an idea, you can capture it. You're never losing ideas or losing a great idea and you spend more time trying to remember it than you do just that it would have taken to say, hey, insert, you know, the name of your digital assistant. I'm not going to call any because all of our phones and stuff will be going off. So, you know, take a note or start the voice memo or something like that. So you want to capture your ideas or take those that you have written and put it into a centralized place. You can use something like Asana or you can use something like Trello. Um, Either of those, they have like free options that you can use, but you want to create something or a list or even just a Google Doc so that you have something running, a running list of ideas that maybe you can put into categories. So maybe that's tutorial type talking head videos versus those that require. Um, for, so for me would be, you know, be physical devices like the Rodecaster Pro or a certain microphone or a certain camera that actually physically needs to be shown in the video versus those tips that are like three tips on X, Y, and Z that I don't need to show anything. The B-roll per se or secondary footage may come from a stock website. So I don't actually need to film something else or do anything else. It's very easy, you know, content. So you can start to break those up. But having an idea bank is going to be key when we start to move into this, uh, these next areas and some other stuff that we'll get into at a later time. But the second thing is that record day. So have a section that says for your next record day. 
The reason why is because when you can start to look at what content is similar, what things are logically flowing content means if I'm giving you a tutorial on something or if I'm telling you how to do something, maybe that first video is about going around town gathering all the items specifically that you would need. Uh, let's say if you're a chef or you're doing something like that in the culinary arts, and here's how to buy this particular type of herb at the local you know, market, farmer's market and things like that. And that may be video number one of just like gathering the certain things and prepping. And so the logical flow of that would be now next, let's start preparing the dish. And these are the different things. And that may be video number two. So even though the video is broken up, into multiple parts is something that you will record all at once. You're just in the editing would be breaking that up. So when you are putting that specifically into a column, so you can say the next record day includes these three videos and these videos are recorded all in one. It's just broken up when it's released. Then you now can say what all should be in there and really start to focus, not assume what should be in the video, but really take a focused account of what should actually be in there. So just the, even though it's something that's simple and it's easy for you to do when you write this stuff down and you really have like in the beginning in the intro, I'm going to say, Hey guys, if you saw our video last week, then, you know, we went to the farmer's market and blah, blah, blah. And this week we're going to be going into the kitchen and I'm going to show you how to make a souffle. So to get started, what you need to do is do, you know what I'm saying? And then like whatever. So in the core content section, what should go in there and start to fill that out. So when you go into the third area, which is your workflow or a checklist, you can start to outline specifically what thumbnail picture should that look like? Cause that's something you can shoot in advance. You can have where you set out, set aside a day, which I'm going to get into how you can do this. You can set aside a day where you take a bunch of pictures Take a, take a bunch of poses, you take a bunch of pictures of the things that you're going to record because you have your idea bank, you have the videos that's going to be included in your next record day. Do any of those, because once you've outlined it, do any of those require for you to show something specifically? You can record all that B-roll and stuff like that right then and there or start allocating your folder systems and start putting that stuff away in advance. Do you um, have your research done? Research on what you're going to call this video. What's this going? What's the title of it? What's the description? What's that? What's going to be the tags and the keywords? And if you aren't already using TubeBuddy or tool like uh, TubeBuddy, you can go to diana.link forward slash TubeBuddy and get a free trial or a free account that you can have access to. Um, and this will let you do that. There's a tool in there called the uh, SEO Studio, and you can go through and do all of these different steps. So before I ever record a video, actually sit down to record it, all of those planning steps and things like that are done well in advance. So I may, it may be two months or something before I get to recording that video, but that video is already well taken care of. So I have not only batch recorded videos, but I have batch prepared notes and descriptions to all that stuff is already done. It's easy to make a thumbnail in a short amount of time, but maybe it takes some time for you to record it. Maybe it takes you even longer to edit that video. But when we move into this next phase, the reason why I spent time earlier on the scheduling stuff is because now you can see where those time blocks and gaps are for you. So consider what are your 15 minute intervals? Where do you have a block where you have about 15 minutes? Where do you have a block that you have about 30 minutes or 60 minutes? That being the case, now we can start to put this stuff all together. 
So if you have a 15 minute window, that's something where you can take all of the audio recorded notes or listen back to them and start to type those in your Trello board or Asana, whatever it is you're using or Google Docs or whatever. You can just put it in the idea bank. So when 15 minutes is up or maybe even 10 minutes is up, you can go back to that and know that you can delete that off your phone because it's been recorded and uploaded and it's done. So you can transfer notes, you can write out your additional ideas that you have, take it from being in your notebook and put it in the computer or whatever. If you got a 30 minute interval, you have more time, you can do some other stuff. So this is where you can take time and like say, go use a tool like TubeBuddy. You can plan and research. You can start to schedule out social media posts. Maybe if you have some that you were doing before, because you have more time that you can allocate. So when you have a 60 minute interval or maybe more, now you can take this time and actually record and edit because all of the other heavy lifting and stuff is done in advance. You also can do other stuff. Like again, if you know you're going to include certain examples because your outlines and stuff is already done or written out or you have an idea what, what that's going to be, even just down to bullet points, it doesn't have to be like, you know, the old school version of, you know, all that, whatever it can just be bullet points. So now that you have bullet points of what's going to be included in that video, I want you to create a section that says B-roll if you don't have one already or secondary footage. So the talking head video. So for those that are uh, part of my uh, membership, then they have they'll get like, a, for example, a video recording of this. And if I decide I wanted to edit this into a full video podcast, then I can put secondary footage. But the primary footage is me on camera. Secondary footage may be when I'm talking about, for example, the Rodecaster Pro, an image of the Rodecaster Pro comes across the screen. That's B-roll or secondary footage. So if I know I'm going to be talking about a specific thing based on what's coming in my next record date, my next batch record date, let's say I'm recording three videos, then I want to put that stuff in a folder. I want to put that stuff together. So by the time I get ready to go and record and edit, I don't have to waste time looking for that stuff or going to get the B-roll because even if I had a 30 minute interval, I could record some B-roll. I don't have to necessarily take an hour to do that. I could take a 15 minute interval and do that. It's just a matter of being intentional with your content. And so you don't want to get to a point where your content is optional. If your content is optional, all of this is for not. It means nothing. Your content can't be a hobby kind of per se, especially like, again, everything I do is I'm talking to entrepreneurs that are con you get into the content creation space. But if your content is starting to be a hobby or you're putting into like, I'll do it later. Eventually, I don't really feel like it. When you start to put it in that kind of category, it's dismissible. When you add it to your calendar, it's as important as a client call or closing a big deal. You can't have more value on somebody else giving you time for an interview or giving you time to, you know, come on their podcast or something. You know what I'm saying? You can't value that kind of stuff more than you do the distribution of your own content. So you want to add that kind of stuff to your calendar. So time blocks are what's going to feed your content calendar blocks and your content creation blocks. So making your content creation a priority in your schedule, 
not the way you feel about it in your schedule now means that it's like I have in a 15 minute interval, I'm saying go research video topics on, or I'm saying go make a thumbnail on, or I'm saying go take pictures for or of this thing, or I'm saying go to, um, you know, a stock website and get a bunch of clips on X because in my notes I have planned the next time I'm, I'm, I have a 60 minute interval or a dedicated day that I'm recording. I already know I'm going to be talking about X, Y, and Z device or thing. And I want to have some examples. Recently picked up um, a subscription to Storyblocks. I've used them before, but I recently picked them up because they just keep expanding the library. And I like the way that they're doing things. And so um, when I'm thinking of something, when I, I use the say, show and spell method when it comes to recording um, and editing content. So there are certain parts of it where I'm going to say something. And if I'm saying something, I'm going to show it. And either you're going to see the name of that device on there, or you're going to see uh, the name kind of come up in like a lower third or like a text kind of a deal. So that say, show and spell method means that when I say the Rodecaster Pro instantly, you're going to start seeing an image of the Rodecaster Pro, especially like the, depending on the flow of the video. And like I said, I'll get into more of this stuff in the video content masterclass. Um, so again, videocontentmasterclass.com for uh, the wait list. Again, that is going to open up on March 15th. And then uh, it starts on March 29th. We just push the dates back. But we'll go through all of that stuff and how that works and when to do that. But if I'm using like the say, show and spell method, then I know I need clips. I know I'm going to need clips. So I can put folders and stuff together. I can start preparing my work in advance. I can use a tool like TubeBuddy, like I described earlier, and start putting that stuff to work for me. I can start beginning to put things in order. So when I look at how much energy do I have to deal with something, how much how many things should I be saying yes to or saying no to? What deserves my time versus is wasting my time? What things uh, do I need for myself for personal time? And what are my goals with any specific area? If I'm trying to build a family unit and I want things to be strong, I want to allocate some time for family time. That may mean I need to say no to some friend kind of stuff. So I can act because the goal is for this with my family. And if the goal for this with my content is, is X, Y, and Z, then again, it means I have to say yes and no to certain things to make it a priority and let, versus it being just like a secondary, you know, eventually maybe one day type deal when it comes to the content. And now when I take strategies and stuff and start to put that to work for me, it actually begins to work for me. So it's not a big deal if I don't have a lot of time. It's just using the time that I do have more wisely and more efficiently. So that way I know when I'm showing up and I'm doing work, I don't feel all over the place when I get ready to sit down and I'm wasting more time just thinking of what should I do? So when you think about, you know, how it is that you can start to maximize your schedule, how it is that you can start to efficientize your time. Who should you be saying yes to and no to? When you think about it, you put vision and goals to this stuff. Now you have like a dedicated plan of, you know, how this should work, how this is going to roll. Right. So that's where I'm going to leave it because I don't want to jam pack this episode too much more. So that's where I'm going to leave it for today's 
uh, episode of the video simplified podcast. Again, if you want the replay for this, you can definitely go to um, dinah.link forward slash replay. So was that helpful? Did you get some tips out of that? Did you get something that you can implement today? If you did, make sure you leave a rating or review for the podcast. Helps get this show more exposure. Make sure you leave that five-star rating and review. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And also share it with a friend. Somebody you know needs some help with their video content strategy. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the next one.